Reboot that person. Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudor and Swags, and host Steve Halepka. What's up, everybody? There is nothing that gets me more excited than the sound of two drink cracking, a, cracking one open to start the show. I know it's going to be an awesome night. So this is your host, Steve Halepka, here tonight on another episode of the Super Flexible Podcast. Doesn't take much my to boy. get you excited, Steve. Dude, I mean, it means That's we're ready to talk football. Pinnacle That's... of excitement. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even have I was, to be I... you cracking open the beer. Just nah, man. I, I had else. a whole intro about like Endgame and Game of Thrones, but then you know, John okay, said he didn't I'll see shut it, so up. I, I and I like it. this one a lot better. No that spoilers. Was, that figured, was pretty epic. Right? To drink, you do have an <laughs> yeah. epic opening to your beverages. Add FL to drink minimum. That's how it rolls. That's how it rolls. That's how it rolls. So yeah, two drinking swags are here. We have another awesome uh, guest with us tonight. Yes, uh, sir. So co-host of the DFS Dudes. All of his content, written content, you can find on FootballDieHards.com. John Lobb, how you how you doing, John? Man, I'm doing great. I love the draft. I'm kind of working now on my top fifty. So I'm really going through the numbers. I'm I'm trying to get everything put out by the end of the weekend. I take I take a lot of time to prep all this and make sure. I feel comfortable before anyone sees my rankings. Ah, super. I like it. I yeah, noticed, we're super uh, excited. I mean, last time we talked to you um, on Fantasy Football Breakdown, I noticed that one thing that you stuck to a lot was like going back into the 2018 draft and that class when we asked you about them, you you still ranked them a lot on um, their talent, like what you saw then versus the say Seattle situation with Rashad Penny and what we've seen last year. Like, but then when you, is there that player that a landing spot made you like him more this year or dislike him? Now, do you mean from this year's class? Yeah, we're on 2019 class now. Sorry. Okay. But I, but I did, I noticed that about you and two drink and I were talking to you last time. Um, the hidden episode. Yeah, the hidden episode. And, <laughs> and even like when I was listening back trying to fix that, because I was the only one that got to listen to it, um, I sent you guys the crappy copy. But anyway, so I noticed that you had stuck to a lot of your takes from a year ago now, and we're still talking about the talent that you've seen throughout their college production and whatnot on all of the players, not just the guys that um, did kind of sucky last year. Um, but yeah, so what about this year though? Like, is there any landing spots that you just freaking love? I mean, maybe somebody you like more that you didn't even want to like now because of a landing spot or somebody that you don't like because of the landing spot. Like did anything change in your actual rankings that you don't care about the talent now? You're like, this is awesome. Or this is really bad. I'll tell you two players who I've had to open my mind, open my eyes to, I was obviously not cued into these two prospects. You know, I had watched them, but I, and I saw them playing college and I had broke down their film, but I did not think they would make an impact immediately in the NFL, but I have to be open-minded and their landing spots are so good. I've moved them way up my draft boards. The first ones is to me, the obvious one, McCole Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs. I still think he's getting a little bit too much buzz. I have him outside my top 12. I would not invest a first-round draft pick in him. I'll give you a preview. Right now, he's number 14 
on my dynasty rankings. I still think there's risk. You know, he ran a 4-3-3, I believe, at the, at the mm-hmm. combine. But he was not in an overly productive offense. Let's be kind at Georgia. Um, how many Georgia receivers other than A.J. Green actually come into the NFL and live up to their billing? I mean, every year we seem to have a Georgia receiver who's going to be a superstar, and they never reach that level in the NFL. So I'm a little bit worried about that. I think people are overlooking the some of the red flags and some of the concerns that I had pre-draft. Obviously, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, when you land in that type of spot and that organization decided to invest a second round draft capital, you have to pay attention. You know, so I, he moved way up my board. The other one who I really found amazing, I still can't believe he was taken ahead of like Kelvin Harmon and Akeem Butler. I still shaking my head about this one. But Deontay Johnson with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I had seen him a lot at Toledo. I love college fantasy football. Toledo's been very kind to college fantasy football players and, and managers over the last couple of years. Explosive offense in the MAC. Deontay Johnson exploded in 2017 when Cody Thompson got hurt and Johnson was really leading the aerial game out there. He was prodigious the last seven weeks of the season. Last year, he disappointed, but obviously, if you don't know, Toledo changed quarterbacks. Their senior quarterback had left. They came in with a new one, so production slipped for everyone in Toledo. When I looked at the film and I saw him, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy's jumping off the film like Andy Isabella. But when the Pittsburgh Steelers identify a prospect, when the Pittsburgh Steelers bring him into their training camp, they're incredibly good at coaching players up, putting them in positions to succeed. So right now, Deontay Johnson's my number 16 on my dynasty big board. I had to look him at him more, and I have to think the Steelers know more about wide receivers than I do, and the landing spot is so good. At 14 and 16, you're talking one quarterback? Dynasty? Yes, yeah, one quarterback. I was going to yeah. say two good questions. So, yeah, one quarterback. We're pushing yeah, them a couple, three spots. Two, three, yeah. four back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like – Oh, in a two-quarterback, yeah, I would probably, obviously, Dwayne Haskins would go ahead of him. That's interesting. I would, you'd have to, so the question then comes Daniel Jones or Will Greer. I'm not a Daniel Jones guy, so maybe two or three. You know, it would, I'd have to look at it in a super flex, yes. What about Drew Locke in there? You kind of, you kind of skipped over that name. Well, I think Joe Flacco, <laughs> I, I think Joe Flacco has two, see, so here's the problem. Will Greer, and Drew Locke landed in difficult positions to see a lot of play in time immediately. Mm-hmm. If Joe Flacco gets the Broncos to the playoffs, which that is clearly Elway's goal, and I think they've He's had in his a make- prime. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, but, but what if he plays for the next two right. or three years? I mean, he, I, Joe Flacco physically has three years left easy if he doesn't brain fart and, you know, go down the toilet, but. You know, Drew Locke might be three years away from getting on the football field. All right, so this this is definitely uh, Daniel Jones kind of a hot button <laughs> subject lately. It seems <laughs> like he's getting hate or love some somewhere on the other. But why you're so you're quicker to think that Daniel Jones gets the starting time? Elway never came out and said he said uh, Flacco's in his prime. Gettleman come out and talk about Eli playing for what three more years? <laughs> I, mean, years. That- I don't believe it either. But this no. is crazy. I'm just saying, 
Like, yeah, who yeah. Do you, I put out a poll just not that long ago on Superflex Spot of who do you think starts the first game between those guys after Kyler Murray? Haskins I, went easy so far, but after that, it gets it gets murky. It's very murky. I would think the one who looks most archaic throwing the football is Eli. You're right. I mean, but I mean, we've all seen Eli, and I I'm an Eli Manning guy. So let me just put it out there. I think he's had one of the most underrated careers in the history of football. He won two Super Bowls. You're telling me right now if the Miami Dolphins fans could guarantee two Super Bowls in the next 12 years from a quarterback, let's say Josh Rosen, they wouldn't take that. So I love Eli Manning. But the what? guy can't play anymore. He can't play. He looked, he looked terrible last year. He's been done year. for the last couple of years. Yeah. He yes. As a giant I, fan, it's, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. So do I – Think Daniel Jones will be the first one on the field? Yes, simply because I think that the physical. I mean, how much longer can Eli just keep throwing? I mean, you're a Giants fan. You've seen it as much as more than I'm sure. Yep. When a guy sniffs him in the pocket on the pass rush, he crumbles. I mean, Eli doesn't even want to take the hit. And why that's so ironic? I I'm telling you this day. I thought the beating that he took by the San Francisco oh 49ers yep. in that NFC Championship game Heroic. might be one of the greatest individual quarterback performances I have ever seen. And on top of that, when he beat Green Bay in the cold, was I mean, you take those two games, there are not many quarterbacks who could have won those two games like Eli Manning did. And I know he's got holes in his game, and I know he's not a perfect player, but I'm an Eli Manning guy, but he just can't play anymore. So no. if I if I had a bet, it's Daniel Jones would be on the field first. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, coming from a Giants point of view, I mean, Gettleman basically has lied about everything in his tenure since his love for Saquon Barkley. So why do we believe him now that, you know, they're going to go by the Green Bay method. They're going to go by the Kansas City method, let him sit for a year. If this team starts to tank, there's no rhyme or reason why Daniel Jones should sit. I mean, Eli is a statue in the pocket at this point in time. I know they've improved their offensive line for the trade for Zeitler. Um, but yeah, I totally see Jones uh, with the easiest path pending it, pending Cam Newton's shoulder. Daniel Jones with the easiest path to playing time. Yes. I would say that. Yes. yes. Yep. So, uh, as we hop back in. So, John, before, um, we go any further, just give the people a little bit about yourself and, uh, where they can find you on Twitter and, and all your, your, uh, That's right. content. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I ask that same question every day before I go to bed. Who the hell am I? Um, I can be found on Twitter at GridironSkull91. I couldn't afford the A and the R when I opened up the account six years ago. So um, it's GridironSkull91 on Twitter. Um, I write for the football diehards. I've been working with them for um over, oh, my God, I'm trying to think now, 25 years I've been with Amel Cadillac. And Bob Harris at footballdiehards.com. For the last six years, I've been publishing my rookie profiles up on the site. Those are free for everyone to read with all my pre draft rankings. I already hinted at it. I'm working on my post draft article and rankings now. They'll be out over the weekend. And then, please, if you want, um, my partner Andy Singleton and I do NFL draft profiles, which are free on YouTube. We have over 60 players we analyze with film clips and statistics and all types of commentary. Each video is about six, seven minutes long. And just type in expand the box score, one word, and all the videos will pop up on YouTube. Awesome. 
Super cool. Yeah, definitely worth your while to check out among your various formats of, of media. So thank you for that. Um, Swags, where can the folks find you on Twitter real quick? I am at DFF underscore Swag. And two drink? At FL2DrinkMinimum and at SuperFlixPod. Thank you, sir. And I am at the Real Holopka and at Superflex Trades. So let's get right back into the draft review. Um, I know we talked about some really good landing spots. Let's go to some bad rookie landing spots. So, so John, can you give me a few of the rookies that really landed in tough situations that maybe have moved down your draft board as you're building it right now? Well, I mean, I don't know. If it's clearly A.J. Brown. I mean, that to me, I had him as my number two pre-draft wide receiver. There were really good um, draft experts that had ranked him number one. I loved watching him play at Mississippi. Good athletic ability after watching him at the Combine. Checked a lot of boxes on my pre-draft process. So I felt really good with him that he would have a very solid career in the NFL. But I really can't imagine very many worse spots than being attached to Marcus Mariota in a run-based offense centered around Derrick Henry with Corey Davis on the roster, who was a number one pick just two years ago, entering his third season now. I just don't know where the targets and the opportunities are going to come for A.J. Brown. I mean, I thought he was the type of player who could command 130 targets by his second year in the league if he landed in the right situation. Right now, I'm looking at Tennessee. I would be shocked if he got 85 to 90 targets this first year as a rookie. So I think no one, in my opinion, plummeted farther than A.J. Brown in my rankings. And then the one that I was a little bit upset about, I guess that Kelvin Harmon Uh of the Washington Redskins. I mean, so I dropped him after the combine. I loved his production. I loved watching him play. I mean, he he was a a breakout player, but his age is now in, in kind of debate how old he is. So we don't know if he was truly a young breakout player. So that's debatable. But when he went to the combine, he and the scores were so bad. I dropped in my rankings, but I could not imagine him getting drafted in the sixth round. I mean, so I right now, I have from late back end of round two. I just did a mock draft. I took Kelvin Harmon with pick number 36, which I thought was a steal. I had the 12th pick. I like him there. I'll take the risk on the upside. It's not a great landing spot with Gruden. The good news is that Washington doesn't have an alpha dog at wide receiver. That's for sure. The ba- you know, so there is opportunity there. And surprise, they're letting Dax. But then, go. why? I mean, the city, yeah. He's not a player. He's starting all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. So, I mean, the opportunities there, I just, I don't know if this is the best situation, but I definitely dropped them pretty far down my board right now. So let me ask you this. I mean, Swags, Swags did allude a little bit to them not picking up Doxon's option for his fifth year. I mean, could he end up being the alpha dog in Washington after this year? Could you see a uh, a Haskins connection with him after this year with Doxon being gone and literally nobody else in that offense to catch the ball besides Jordan Reed? I absolutely see that. That's why I think he's actually become a value. I wouldn't reach well, for him. Well, they, and I got think Terry I have him McLaurin, at too, who they actually drafted True. ahead ah, of him and who Haskins actually already played with in college. So uh-huh. they've already got a connection that's been built. So I don't think you can ignore sure. that either, to be honest with you. Uh, man, I don't know where you want to put the draft capital in your rookie drafts, but um, I don't think we can skip over how Washington felt about him. Versus Harmon, you know. That's a good point. 
I I took McLaren at two twelve in front of Harmon and okay. a and a rookie mock with DFF guys just recently, basically based on that. Uh, uh, you know, she had eleven touchdowns together last year, six of them over thirty yards. Like that chemistry, I think, is real. And if uh, a rookie quarterback is looking for a familiar target, where's he going to go? No, uh, you know, I I have McLaren. I had uh, Harmon right now in my ranking. I just find that Harmon's a little better of a value because he seems to be dropping. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not giving up on the film and the talent. It's there. Now, does it manifest itself at the NFL level? Does he get the opportunity? We're not sure. Now, I want to be honest. I had McLaren um, at, like, number 15 in the pre-draft process, mm-hmm. and I had Harmon at number 11. So obviously the draft capital, the Redskins, you know, flipped them. They felt that McLaren was better. So they're the ones who matter and they're going to probably give McLaren the the shot to succeed earlier. And you're right. There is a partnership with Dwayne Haskins, but I do. My gut says that Harmon's a better player in the long run. Okay. We talked a lot about wide receivers right now. Uh, any running backs uh, that landed in, in tough spots or even in well, good spots that you can we oh, have, let's hop right back up to AJ Brown super quick? Yeah, sure. Um, Don't let him get out that easy. Because right, we, right. we are the super flexible podcast, and I want to focus on that. And I want to like maybe take a little bit of shade off Mariota here and go what buy low on him and well that's silly but <laughs> he likes the he likes the guy like Jarvis Landry you're looking for 130 regardless guys, that's where he'd regardless on. of that like I, I don't think it's Tannehill <laughs> but my point right, here on. is that we're, we're going to have more targets for these guys to throw to in a super flexible league and a quarterback that we're clearly all hating on um just from John's take of how much he hates, which I agree with, by the way, for the wide receiver, I hate that spot. Uh, So I'm not trying to debate that part, but for the quarterback, Mariota, I love it. I mean, that's, there's some gained value there in Mariota to me that I don't think we're giving him that bump. We're going to, we're focusing on the, the, the hate we want to throw on what it does to AJ Brown, which I completely agree with, but. I'm all about going to get some Mariota, seeing what happens this next year or two. I don't think we can write him off. I think there's probably another team waiting for Mariota at some point if he doesn't find success this year. Well, I would have no problem with Mariota as my third quarterback in a super flex league. Like sure. I think that's where the that's where the value is. If I had to start Mariota every week, I might pull my eyeballs out. Because I think I think it's just too risky. Now, ironically, you're right. You know, with AJ Brown, maybe Marcus Mariota becomes more efficient with less attempts because the offense, and maybe if they run the ball with more with Derrick Henry, that he could become an efficient quarterback, not necessarily a great fantasy quarterback, but you know, with bye week injuries and things like that, maybe you get lucky where Mariota gets that day. You know, forty yards rushing one or two touchdowns, yep. you know. So, yes, I agree with the with the value. Walker's would, back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my guess is I would have him early thought is he would be like my 23rd ranked. No, that would be so my 27th ranked quarterback, it, you know, if I look at the 32 starters in the league. That's, that's just my – I haven't finalized because I do that in about late May. But right now, looking at my early rankings, I would have him right about there. Haskins is gone, so I don't even want you to consider that. Would you give me a 106 for Mariota? Uh, no. I'd rather have the 106 right now. Who are you taking with that in a super well, flex? We're in a, 
in the Superflex. Um, I'm going to assume one of Daniel those. Daniel Jones. Run- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume that um, I'm going to get one of those running backs between David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs. One Josh of those Jacobs win most- at 102. Okay, then I'm dating Miles Sanders or or Devon or I mean um David Montgomery. Hmm. Over Mariota. I feel really good. What? Over Mariota? Yeah. Yes. Huh. I'd rather have those guys. Yes. Uh, how do you, I Steven, two drink? I mean, how do you guys feel on that? Got you drink. They left us, uh, John. No, probably. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, would, I would take. I don't like it. I would take Mariota. I think it's probably Mariota. Yep. I'd like to see my team. I, I agree. Uh, I think in a vacuum, I'd still take Mariota over the 106. I think he's still just a bit more valuable. Miles point. Sanders makes it tougher for me if he's there. Like I that's, agree. That's the one that, John, I, that would make me have to pause a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I don't know. Montgomery I still want the over Sanders, I mean, but that's a different so? story. Now, obvi- so I would also say, obviously, if I had Case Keenum and Andy Dalton, I'm going Mariota. And that's exactly who you but have. I- Thank you. <laughs> but but if if I had so Andrew, if I had Andrew Luck and uh I, let's say Joe Flacco, I'm not sure. You know, like that's you know there is some roster construction debate going on there. I'd have to see what my team looks like. But in general, I like Miles Sanders and David Montgomery there a lot. Hmm. I can dig it. Go ahead, Swags. No, I mean uh, or. Swags Mariota or Kyler Murray? Um, I would take Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, you can get more in just trade because value of value alone, definitely. And I think that I mean, All right, they, you don't they get added trade some. Him. They added some weapons in Arizona as well. I mean, he's got Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, and then I mean, you take what they added there as well. And I mean, they did some good things for him. And I think you could flip Kyler Murray down the road at a much higher value. If that's what you wanted to do, then Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but you guys just cheated. I just made a league <laughs> where where once you draft them, you got to keep them for this year. Whole year. Oh, you can't. Okay, I, I would take right? Kyler Murray. That we know that I what they too. just did. To Murray's going to be more. He has at least fantasy he's productive have a, just this year. Yes, I, I don't, yes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's that's going to have question. a longer leash than Mariota does for the next few years. I think he'll. I think he'll be more productive because right now, my let me tell you, I just did my projections because I do all my projections. I have Kyler Murray, 3,700 yards passing, 550 yards rushing, and 32 total touchdowns. There's, like no, way Mar- there's no way Marcus There's no way Mariota gets there. There's no way he gets there. It's just, it's just impossible. That's a juicy number. Yeah, I'd, I'd you know, he's going to run things. for six or seven, and then all I'm looking for is 24 or 25 touchdown passes. And if the game script, if the Cardinals stink, like I kind of think they will, the game script says he might be thrown and running. Defense is rough, yeah. Yeah, the second half. I mean, he might be. The ball's going to be in his hands. He's got him a home setup. Did Kyler Murray make your top 12 um, single quarterback rankings, John? Oh, yes. I mean, so I'm a little different. Interesting. I'm very bullish. If And I'm in a dynasty league this weekend. My draft starts Saturday. And I don't, if someone listening who's in this league with me, I'm always going to be honest to everyone I talk to. So I already gave out on one old podcast who I'm targeting in the second round. But so that's fine. You go get him, you beat me, you get him. But I am hoping I have back to back picks, 112 and and 2 1. And I want Kyler Murray there. I, I have him right now as a top five 
The problem is I have the 1-1, one, one, so I can't draft Kyler Murray in a single quarterback at 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I hear you that. But I would pick him at 5 or 6. At what are you RB. doing there? Wow. You're one Right one. now, my I'm going uh, look, I'm going to zig when everyone zags. You're probably going to think I'm nuts. I'm going David Montgomery on Saturday morning. I, I, I'm going to say like it's it. bold. I'm going to say bold. bold. I got no issue you with you getting your guy. Crazy. No, no issue with you getting your guy. Do you like? Is this a league? Like, you feel like you have to take him at one hundred and one? Why not back so, up? Why not yeah, back even to go to one hundred and two and get, get a, a second yeah. or or a second next year? Get a one hundred and two, and it doesn't okay, matter so, what if you're willing to take him that early. Or, or this is a league where everybody's like, "No way, John, I'm not training with you because you're." <laughs> well, so this is I came in. This is an orphan team that I took over. And it's with a bunch of experts. It's a really smart league. And I put that feeler out there. And I'm just going to be kind. The trades were insulting. Like, like what they, you, John. I don't know. I mean, they, I had to hold back my friend. I was going to write, you know, how <laughs> well, you get that urge. Can I get an idea at, here? Like, I'm what because I have the 102. Are you? I'm, I want to give you the right. 102 so you can just move back one spot. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> but I would never do that and I, I just reached a trade casually because there's a point I'm like come on do you really think I'm, I'm an old man I played fantasy well, football John what do, years, what do I have to attach to that 102 like I'm not I'm, what do I have to attach to that 102 uh, to get you to give me the Bring 101 back. I'm yep. gonna, I got the 102 here oh what you. You, your guy's probably still sitting there at 102 back one spot to move back one spot yep and, and I'm, I would take and I'm taking third, Josh Jacobs for sure a, at one oh if you give me that one oh one. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I would take the third or fourth. I mean I would I would all ask for the fourth and then I would prop or ask for the third and probably settle for the fourth. So why not do that? Dude, the guy doesn't want to do it. Oh really? <laughs> Did you show your cards? Really? Does he know you're taking the Yeah, there? I mean I I I I would like to move out of I would ideally love to be like at one three or one four. So this that point, would be like so what you're telling me is 102 knows that they can get Josh Jacobs at 102 no matter what already? Well, they don't know they can get – I don't think they know they can get Josh Jacobs. I think they must have someone in mind. Now, I'll tell you, my running backs are so bad. If you're thinking, you know I'm going running back. Yeah. So maybe he wants Nikhil Harry. Uh, I mean, it, you know, I, so that Talk could to, be – Have you talked to 103? If you're smart. I bet three, three wants Jacobs. I was yeah, just saying, like, I'm taking Jacobs unless somebody wants to come get it. <laughs> If someone had given me a decent offer, I would have traded it out. I just haven't gotten that offer yet. Fair. Let's let's get a hold of some people tonight. Let's get 103 on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Start DMing some people. Let's get this going. <laughs> let's get this going. Let's get 103 on the line, then we'll skip to 104. I can't tell you how many trades we've made on air with guests who are in leagues with either two drink or swags. Like, we've... <laughs> We've gotten like what three or four trades done, guys. I feel like over the last few weeks. Yeah, I think it was yeah. two drink though. I don't know if I've gotten one done now that I think about it. I I was heavily. I mean, I direct. I make the show notes Derek for the trades. So. Yeah. <laughs> I make show notes for the trades. <laughs> so I put mine in. <laughs> there, there's a reason why he does the trades part of the show notes. Um, yeah. So let's let's. Continue talking about running backs if we could. So clearly yeah. there's a few running backs that landed in really awesome spots. Jacob Sanders, Montgomery. Um, besides those kind of top three, is there anybody else that you're really looking at um, that has a really clear path or somewhat clear path to an instant impact in the, in the league? So 
I'll tell you right now, I have two players I'm targeting, Kyler Murray and Daryl Henderson uh-huh. with those back-to-back picks. I really love Daryl Henderson in Sean McVay's offense, and uh-huh. here's why. My analysis says you get Daryl Henderson isolated one-on-one in space. The guy is going to take off. He's amazing. Why I love this landing space is Todd or Sean McVay will scheme opportunities for Henderson to be alone in space. Also, because it's a dynasty league, I don't know the shelf life right now of Todd Gurley in the long run. If anyone tells you they know, they're lying. Because I don't think the Rams doctors are 100% sure, let alone anyone sitting around. Now, I hope Gurley comes back because I just absolutely love watching the young man play football. But the reports don't seem overly positive. The Rams got third-round draft capital in an explosive running back. We saw what C.J. Anderson did. He was basically eating hummus and nachos for lunch every day with a little (laughs) bit of guacamole on the side. He comes off the bench, and the guy becomes a 100-yard rusher on a weekly basis in that offense. So you're telling me an unbelievable talent like Daryl Henderson can't walk into that system and play good football. I just love his landing. I right now have him as my number seven in a one-quarterback league in, in prospects. He's my number seven. I'm much higher on Daryl Henderson than what I see on the internet. And the mock drafts have him going late, second round, early third. That how I've much, seen. How many touches are you thinking he's getting if, if for you to have him that high? 150 touches <sighs> first year with 42 catches. That's a good amount. It's a really good amount of touches. So we're seeing Gurley move back into the 290 range, maybe for total touches, somewhere around there. Uh, that's what I'm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you're pushing it, but yes, that's I. I kind of think Gurley's at 260 to 275. Okay, that's my gut instinct. I think they'll play Henderson more for entire. The thing about Henderson, you can play him an entire series. You could game plan saying, you know what. Daryl, you're going to have the third series of the game. You're going to have the sixth series of the game. And then we'll talk about the second half when we get there. Because Daryl Henderson is a very good pass catcher. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a lot to change this offense. And if Daryl Henderson gets a seam, he's gone, folks. He's gone. And McVay will scheme behind that offensive line to give him opportunities to take it home. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. You know, we've talked about scheme for a couple of players now, and I think there are certain coaches we trust and certain overall coaching staffs that we don't trust to like, get the job <laughs> yeah. done, right? So, yeah. I mean, when you're evaluating rookies and how they're they're brought into the, to the league, I mean, are there certain just strict no-no situations like that that you don't want a part of, or if the value is right, are you taking them no matter what because you've seen the talent? I'm always willing to take the value when the talent's there, but I've got to think like who would I? I'm, I'm just going. I almost want to say wide receiver in Baltimore. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I like, mean, it's that's be gross. Yeah. It has been gross for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so in general, I want to say that, but I have some hope for Lamar Jackson, but. That's based on his college film and still based on him making growth. If you're going by what we saw last year, you know, he never threw 24 passes in a game. I think that was his high was 23. 
and he wasn't overly effective or efficient when he was throwing the football, especially the wide receivers. So that's my gut instinct, right? But then I say, isn't he going to get better? And they just invested a boatload of draft capital in wide receiver. So, you know, I might have to think about it a little bit more, but that would be one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think the what they invested the capital in were guys that can stretch the field, right? So yes. you're thinking of the speedsters that can open up and make defenses play more of a two-deep shell versus yes. having that extra safety in the box. So they Absolutely. open up that running game. So I think that's a really good point. Um, that wide receiver, if they do get those one-on-one matchups, Hollywood Brown's gone. I mean, if he's one-on-one versus a corner with no safety help, like, good luck. Good luck trying to yeah. that that speed. Uh, even on a slant or things like that, he can take to the house. So that's a good point there. Um, definitely wanted to ask you about Harry in New England real quick. Um, we obviously have seen a track or a track record of non-productive New England Patriots wide receivers coming out of the draft. Uh, any fears at all about Harry? I don't have any fears at all because I he's attached to Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. And, you know, I had him as my number one ranked pre-draft wide receiver. And I was watching on that night, and I, I wasn't sure if Harry would go first round or go in the second because there were different opinions on him. I almost fell out of my bed. I woke my wife out of a dead sleep. <laughs> I was screaming so loud when I, I saw him go to New England because this is as good of a destination as you could hope for. Because at the end of the day, I know Brady, who knows, two years maybe. I mean, he's at the age where, you know, he could go at any second. But I believe that Belichick and McDaniels, as long as they're there, and if they targeted a wide receiver and they spent that much draft capital when they clearly had needs at tight end and there were players on the board, I'm going to go with that New England knows more and believes in this more than I do, and I liked them. So kind of was my confirmation bias. Wow, I loved them. So does New England. So I feel really good about this. And I'm not going to go in the past because people were a little bit worried about Sony Michelle. But look at the Patriots are always digging when everyone zags. Just when everyone says never draft the running back in the first round, what does New England do? Draft the running back in the first round. There's mm-hmm. no way you draft the wide receiver. They got to get a tight end. What does New England do? Bypass every tight end possible and they draft the wide receiver. So, you know, I still think in the long run, Nikhil Harry is great. Now, I'll relate the league that I like David Montgomery in, why I would not draft Harry, and I love Harry, but my wide receivers are loaded. I have Tyler Boyd. I have um, Anthony Miller. I have Robert Woods. I have T.Y. Hilton. I have a lot, so I'm loaded at wide receiver. If I didn't have that bounty at wide receiver, I would possibly make the decision go to Nikhil Harry there. I was shocked when you started. My receivers are loaded. I have Tyler Boyd now. Like, oh. Where where is he going with this list? I was like, I hope that's not his number one because he'd be in real big trouble. Man, that's no. You know, it's funny. I picked him up off the waiver wire last August. Uh, Someone had cut yeah. him, and I said, you know what? I can't give up on a guy who hasn't even seen enough opportunities to be successful. And I was high on. Now, did I expect him to be that good? I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he would be productive. Right? Sure. He turned out to be great. I mean, he won me a couple regular season-long leagues because he was so good. You know, redraft leagues, I guess we call them now. I'm old. So, you know, and hey, look, I'm very happy to have him and Anthony Miller as my two young studs. And I'll be honest, I'm going to dip into the wide receiver pool late in dynasty drafts because I think there's value here. 
So speaking of of Tyler Boyd, I mean, they, they obviously have another third-year wide receiver on that roster and John Ross. I mean, one, one of the studs coming out of the 2017 draft, uh, as you evaluated him, I mean, can he finally make the jump and actually do something productive in the, in the league in 2019? So I've been scouring every waiver wire. I have not seen him drop yet in a dynasty league. I'm, I'm like, wait, people were dropping Tyler Boyd last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because, and I, I guess it has to be, John Ross was first round draft capital. So everyone's yep. saying, I can't give up on John Ross, you know, because they probably drafted him in dynasty leagues. I would assume within the top eight. Wasn't he about a top eight dynasty? Right around there. Yeah, with the running backs and and, and then uh, three wide receivers. Yep. Yeah, so I think it was easier to drop Tyler Boyd for two reasons. One, he didn't cost you as much draft capital. Two, there was more diverse opinions on Boyd coming into the NFL, and some people didn't like him. And then I think everyone just thought Ross would be the guy, right? Mm -hmm. So it was easier to drop Tyler Boyd or not draft. Tyler Boyd, that's why he was available so early on waiver wires last year. But I would pick up Ross. Now, I'm not looking to make a trade for him unless I gave – if someone said, hey, will you give Yeah, like a fifth or a fifth-round pick for Ross, I would take it. <coughs> but it. I'm not targeting him. Okay. Tyler Irvin or John Ross? Uh, oh, John Ross, the upside. Ross. Not even close. <laughs> I think it's pretty close. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Tyler yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh! And I, I kind of like Tyler Irvin coming out, but no, I'm taking John Ross. Has yeah, Tyler Irvin seen like that, one twenty five carries in a year? Uh, he he's had some decent I don't even know games here and there for anymore. Is he even? It's not the point. As a kick returner, that's not yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, no, I got you. Uh, you guys might be glorifying the yeah, name. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, I don't, I don't, I, I agree. If somebody drops John Ross, I'll pick him up. And a lot of drops haven't happened yet, so that might be something to you know definitely check out the day after everybody has yeah. to make those cut down. I mean, I definitely would pick them up if anyone cut them. Yeah, like, to me, zero it's no Tyler Irvin's what you're saying. That's right. <laughs> John Ross. <laughs> you're the running back guy. Anyway, I, know. Slide, so. <laughs> I don't want Tyler, <laughs> I don't want Tyler Irving. You're totally taking this the wrong way. I'm telling you, no, John know Ross you is Tyler worthless. Irvin, right? I get that. He's just he's uh, all he is is trade value. That's all he is. John Ross or he's a Amir wide Abdullah. receiver like Danny Woodhead. <laughs> I'll take John Ross. Like just to trade. Like yeah, there's no reason to have him on your squad. It, it was a horrible pick by yep. the team. That I I just it like you want Taven Austin because of his draft cap. It'll you know what I mean. Like those guys just you get it wrong. That's kind of why I'm worried about the Kansas City pick. So you're you're worried about uh, Harbin there in Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I mean, it might work. And I don't want to be a broken record. I know, uh, like, uh, I heard the dummies talking about it. Um, I've heard a couple people talking about it, and like, uh, I know Fernero talked about it on Dynasty Trades HQ the other night. But did the Chiefs try too hard to replace what they had in Tyreek Hill rather than sure. going for talent? And is it gonna work just because he's the what you think might be the guy that fits that Tyreek Hill build that much like the small chance that another fast guy is as productive as Tyreek Hill was who's who's jumping in somebody I have my concerns about him I mean obviously Andy Reid and this organization knows what they're doing but I I'm shocked he was the second round pick I mean I'm still kind of floored then they moved up to get him they Mm -hmm. did straight up for him yeah, I'm trying to get my head wrapped around it. Like, look, I have to say to myself, 
The Kansas City Chiefs know what they're doing. Andy Reid's been successful scouting wide receivers historically. He's made some bonehead decisions early on with Philadelphia. He used to make some really bad decisions, but ever since like ever since he got um uh Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, he's been Jackson much back one. Yep. Yeah, he's been better at identifying. Obviously, Tyreek Hill was a terrible human being, but he was a good football player, so that worked, right? Um. So I have to say he he sees something in this young man. And obviously, I think the first thing that is obvious is the speed. I mean, it's just it's just out of control. But I wonder about the other components. Wide receiver is more than just pure speed. And we were just mentioning it. John Ross. I mean, now I I, I don't I'm not saying he's John Ross. And I actually thought John Ross was a better prospect than, you know, Hardman is. But Hardman's got a lot of draft capital with a franchise quarterback who's, what, 23, 24? Yeah. <laughs> and a potential Hall of Fame coach? So, I mean, I have that, but I still can't draft him in the first round. I just can't. I'll let someone else do it. I'll go elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. Love it. Let, let's move now as a super flexible podcast. Let's talk about the rookie corner. Wait, next. No, oh, no, we got to go come back, back to that. No, we, don't, we don't get away that it is. All right, rewind. Rewind tape. Go ahead. I don't. I'm not looking for him to be Tyreek, right? Like that's that's crazy, yeah, uh, yeah. super efficient. But there are what a hundred and at least thirty, forty plus targets to go around here. Mm-hmm. There, as much as I love Sammy and as the Sammy truther of this show, I, I understand I'm not going to get 16 games out of him. <laughs> um, you know, Kelsey can only take so much. Demarcus Robinson's a Gator, so I'd love to see him get some extra work. But like, if it hasn't happened at this point, he ain't getting a lot more. Where are those targets going? I'm not saying he has to be great, but if you're going to give him 100 targets from Pat Mahomes and probably single coverage because it'll be on Kelsey and Sammy at least early, what, at 112, you know what I mean, as my championship team? Yeah, let me go ahead and take that shot. Hardman or uh, yeah. Metcalf at 112, two drink. See, I, I think Metcalf is the the one in Seattle. I, I think I think that can be over Tyler Lockett. I don't need, again, I don't need Metcalf to have a whole lot of of throws his way. So that, that's, that's never been his game. One twelve right now. They're right on the same range. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Those two are, are very close, and I think I would swoop them off the board first. Oh man, if you're gonna make me pick right now, I th- I'm gonna take DK. Yeah, I take DK too. He's higher on my ranking right now. He's t- he's tethered. To- I mean, he's in a great situation too, right, Russell Wilson? I mean, same, almost the same. Almost. You know, obviously I'm, the passing game is more exciting than Kansas City. I mean, DK averaged, what, like less than four catches a game when he actually played at Ole Miss. So, again, like his game isn't volume. No, so, all right for the, for yeah, the f- yeah, three or four, and it'll probably be more than that, I think, from Russ. Um, I think that definitely takes away from, from Lockett's numbers, but it might help him, too. Baldwin's really done. Did we do the news early? No, Did we, we didn't do the news. It? But yeah, the yeah. Baldwin. Yeah, we, totally we totally Baldwin's, skipped it. Baldwin, I did the news on Baldwin last Wait year. Me. <laughs> That's fair, Swags. <laughs> that is fair, Swags. I will give you credit, man. You you have talked about the downfall of Doug Baldwin for like at least fourteen months. So I give you tons of credit on that on that call. Thank Eventually, you. it's I, true, bro. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, right away. Look at Tyler Lockett last year, and what did we get 100%. out of Baldwin? Nothing. A few trades I happened. Heard, off injury. And yeah. The biggest return it's Baldwin covered. gave anybody right. is the people that traded him away last year for pennies. Yep, and they got way more yep. than pennies. They did because I gave him first four last year. No, Mister Steve, come on now. One hundred eight, man. That's, that's uh, DK Metcalf. Yes. Four picks early. 
That's right. Now it is, for sure. Who could be the one in Seattle going forward? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a really interesting debate between those two because you have the high volume, you know, wide open attack of Kansas City versus the run based conservative offense of Seattle with Brian Schott. More targets I don't trust is, yeah. to... DK or Hardman. Oh, that's a tough that's one. A Just targets. Probably Hardman. Just targets. I. I, if I'm going to bet, I have to say Hardman for more yep. targets. Some more yeah. targets from Holmes. From Holmes, though. Feels yeah. like I yes. should probably take Hardman over Metcalf. Then. Well, targets and catches Metcalf are two different things. hundred percent. Yeah, and I, think, I agree. I, I think DK could catch. Think about how good Tyler Lockett was down the field one on one. How much is Russell Wilson going to love when he's scrambling and Pete Carroll just goes, "DK, if you see Russell out of that pocket, I want you to." Jailbreak North. Right. I mean, you just go north. And if Russ can get it to you, Russ, just throw the ball to the big man. Yeah. I mean, yep. I, I mean, there could be crazy. I mean, look how efficient Tyler Lockett was. I mean, his numbers for the efficiency were off the They were charts. stupid. They were They're stupid. stupid, right? I mean, DK, they're on the most single coverage in the possibly the breakaway. Hey, this guy just go get it. I don't, I I think it's I I'm pretty high on DK here, and I was not a DK Metcalf guy before the draft. I I had him as my number four ranked wide receiver. There's some holes in his game, but I do see him just how many defensive backs can deal with that body one on one, 35, 40 yards down the not field. Many. I mean, once you not yeah, I mean yeah, once the once you're away from coverage and other players. That's where DK Metcalf is so destructive because there's not a lot of people who can deal with that size and speed deep down the field. The rest scrambles and throws better than anybody on the run, I feel like. So I, <laughs> I totally get that side. I, I think, I think those two are close to, I mean, I, I'm glad that they're going around on the same spot right now, I guess. Yeah. They're, I see the same value. I mean, I have them real close. I have them at 10 and 14. I think so most would that. take Metcalf because you, even if you didn't like Metcalf before, you were way higher on him than you were Hardyman. Yes, I, I take mean, like, Metcalf. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you, take but... him because he took his shirt off for Pete Carroll. That's <laughs> why I'm taking John, him. I like him because Pete Carroll took his shirt off. I think exactly. That's, there that's, you go. Thank you, John. Boom. That's <laughs> that's the winner right there. We're we're kind of scrambling for time here, and I know I don't know John's um, hard stop, but I know at some point John's got to get out of here. We might have to save some of this like rookie quarterback talk for next week because i mean we've got lots of rookie talk to get in the next few weeks anyway and push us to the scouting academy and maybe john can you stick around for a couple trades really quick oh yeah i i can obviously do at least another 10 to 15 minutes yeah let's do that is that cool guys that's at least like one trade (laughs) 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 the way these go yeah you might scout nfl football like a pro (laughs) invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the scouting academy they've educated nfl gms personnel directors and dozens of nfl scouts enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape nfl coaches watch you'll learn to look past the metrics with position by position analysis this is a time-tested curriculum a chance to learn from the nfl execs and coaches sign up today and get a dynasty football factory exclusive discount for a limited time only save 50 dollars when you sign up at dynastyfootballfactory.com scouting academy one of the sickest things we do 30 people over 30 people at this point got have real nfl jobs in front offices going through the scouting academy curriculum super cool code, code, super flex that's right 
Uh, so let's go to our Superflex Trades segment. Uh, first one from at 2Kale for school. Tight end premium league, I'm going to assume Superflex. Uh, Le'Veon Bell or Aaron Jones and the 1.08. We'll start with our guest on this one. So what do you think, John? So first, I would assume when you say that you're looking at either TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant. You're hoping yep. one of those two slide yep. down the board. I mean, so you're taking a little risk here because they could both go, but I think you feel pretty safe that one of the two will make it for you. But I, I'm going Lev Bell. Yeah. I think you got to go for the stud running back in New York. I'm kind of bullish on Sam Darnold and yep. his passing game. And I think Lev Bell gets so many dump offs. So I'm going Lev Bell, but I understand why you're thinking of the trade. But what if you lost Hawkinson and Fant? Then the trade just totally blows up. So I'm going with the safe guy, Lev Bell, who I know is going to play. Steve, you and Lev Bell, too. Lev Bell. Yep, for yeah, sure. For All sure. the reasons that, that John was John, saying. Yep. John, I see that you are sporting a uh, Broncos jacket there. <laughs> leisure, <laughs> yes. leisure shoot, whatever. So I, I'm in this draft, and, and now 108, Fant and Hawkinson are both there. I'm going Fant. I mean, I have Fant ahead. One, Joe Flacco, tight end. <laughs> oh, I know, I, I, but it's really not. I mean, hey, I, I, you asked me earlier in the podcast, where positions do I not like the draft? How about tight end in Detroit? <laughs> not, that's Ouch. right up. That's up there. So, look, I still have Hawkinson in my top ten. He's a great prospect, but it's not an ideal situation with Matt Patricia, Matthew Stafford. I'm not sure where this whole organization is going offensively. But if I saw Joe Flacco targets a tight end like over the last seven years, an average of like 70 to 80 times, somewhere's in there, like 73 points. Yeah. And name a tight end since who's any good since Dennis Pitta. I mean, so you might, he might have his best athletic skill tight end at that position. Now I have right now fan projected at 60 targets. And 45 receptions in Denver. I have. I mean, tight ends hard, you know, right? Look at Mike Jaseski. What did he do his first year? I have to kind of factor in the floor. Well, the Dolphins are trash. Well, no, look, it, you can't get a worse landing spot. You're apt with the, everything was trash, but I can't ignore the floor of he doesn't transition to the NFL as quickly as I like. Now, uh-huh. if you ask me a ceiling, I could go 65 receptions and eight touchdowns. That could be the ceiling if everything clicks for Noah Fan. But I'm kind of trying to find a balance between the ceiling and the floor. Love it. What's the uh, so what's the pul- what's the pulse on this one? Two drink. Uh, 59% Lev Bell, which wow. is also my side. Even though you didn't ask me, thanks, Steve. I figured you'd love Bell. I thought we were all together on this one. Two drink said something that made me feel like we were all unanimous on this. Same thing, exactly. Cheaters. So it's your side anyway. So there you go. I I knew that. I'm not voting on the next one. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Passive aggressive. He's going home. Uh, Next one from at Donk. 12 team PPR league. Saquon Barkley or carry on Johnson, Sammy Watkins, and three 2020 firsts. Let's start with Swags on this one. I know how I voted. Um, I wish it was a different wide receiver. Sorry to drink, and and I don't oh, mind God. picking Why up. Why do you some... hate Sammy Watkins? I like to win. Is that I'll enough? Stop. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. Want points, not I'll stop. letters and names. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do wish it was a different wide receiver. Like, if he stays healthy, he's obviously going to be in a great situation. I, I do totally get it, but when has he stayed healthy? The three 2020 firsts are nice, though, and you get carry-on, who has a new tight end, two or three. He's got Jesse James, um, the two tight ends blockers. we just talked about. Yeah, we've got the new blockers we've added to the offensive line. I really like carry on, but nobody's going to be Barkley. But those 2020 firsts are fun. Um, I'm I'm taking the Barkley side unless I can counter for a wide receiver. Swag. Okay. Yeah. And, and everybody. Uh, Sammy Watkins with the Tyreek probably should gone. be whatever gone. Not on the Chiefs, whatever. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And people Tyreek's gone in my head. Maybe, well, yep. maybe like in Hardeman. Maybe, maybe not. Whatever. Sammy got a spike recently. No, for sure. Or yeah, no? yeah. But he still so, has to stay healthy. It doesn't matter but, what's there for him if he's not there for them. But it's May. Like even you, like you trade even more than me with that bump. Why wouldn't you take that? And then Sammy's go a, get the a tough you guy to Sammy? get out of unless I'm in a league with you. I mean, that's just that's just real <laughs> tough, dude. That's that, a hundred. That, that's that's fair. <laughs> like, so. So now that I just made this trade with you, now I have to work for three or four weeks trying to get Sammy Watkins. I'm playing Pawn Star here. I got this sitting in my That's display like my case way life. too long, <laughs> and I, I don't want it. You know, it's collecting dust, and everybody now knows that I've been trying to get Sammy Watkins off my team for three or four weeks. I depreciate his value every time I send an offer. Uh, I'm sitting on Watkins, you know, and then like there is that ceiling. I totally am with you on the ceiling. I, and and I don't think it's fair for me to get away from that because I don't believe in the rookie wide receiver year one right away. Like I'm not trying to say there isn't some promise there either, but it should be Sammy. If Sammy's on the field, it should be Sammy. But yep. how long is he on the field, man? And and Barkley, you can get so much for like any trade you don't like that you if once you're willing to trade Barkley. Once you're to that point, like gone through your 12 steps and you're done with Barkley, you shop him around. You're going to get a lot. You have uh, endless options when you're moving Barkley. Superflex, one quarterback league, I don't care. This is a very solid offer. But once you know that you're ready to move Barkley, like you have lots of offers. Yep. I think it's a fair point you put Swags. If there's one piece that you don't like, you don't have to take it. It's a really good point. Yeah, it it taints it for me a little bit. Yep. Totally fair. I'm going Barkley. I mean, I think he can be special. I understand the tantalizing aspect of three twenty twenty first, but I, I, my guess is in dynasty drafts, we probably hit on even though how much scouting we do, we probably hit on only fifty percent of our picks. Uh-huh. So if you hit on two out of those three, are any of those two of those three going to be Saquon Barkley? I don't think so. They might be guys and, and carry I, on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, are you all right? I, I'm with on that? the Barkley side with you, John, but I'm just like yeah, throwing I, that back at you. Like you, you, you'll we like that draft, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, you know what I mean, uh-huh. like so. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have to nail both of them. Um, I would not give so, you Barkley for Geis and Carry on to answer your question. No, I'm not completely, but you're, yeah, yeah. But what if you ended up? I'm just let's take it to the absurd. You end up Ronald Jones and Royce oh, Freeman, geez. right? I, I, I mean, right. yeah, you could re- so. I just I have to go. Barkley's so special. I mean, it, 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 and <laughs> so it's a PPR. I mean, from... <laughs> is it is it the wide receiver to you as well? Swags and John. Oh. Me and me and Steve are, are on. I'll take. We'll take the taco. Is yes. Yeah, like, give me digs the there, or 
No, like, how about T.Y. Hilton need, to you both? No, oh, I gosh. want. I either need like a low end RB one or a wide receiver one to give up. T.Y. Hilton's not a wide receiver player one. in the superflex draft. No, he's see, not. I would have to you think have to about in the top Hilton. twelve to be a tight end. All right, I got John. I think I got John one. with Hilton. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, you give me carry on with the upside. T.Y. Hilton. I'll, I'll take and... Watkins over Hilton. Oh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it dude. just it just makes sense. I mean, <laughs> buddy, we, we need to guess, we need to like kind of look at no, where no. Ty Hilton is in his age and what they and just put around him. I mean, the last they, month and a half. Yeah, he's yeah, what thirty, small, fast guy. Um, they had Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell, like or, or not, they've Hardeman. got Funchess, Ebron, <laughs> like. I mean, you need to be a top 12 wide receiver to be considered a wide receiver one, and I will not take him in my top 12 wide receivers. Okay. You you know, it's funny because I just was writing up, someone asked me to do some wide receivers. Have you seen how good T.Y. Hilton has been? Targets, 138, 130, 135, 140, 156. Then he ends up with brisket. Yep. Yep. 108, and then 120 again, 1,200, 966, 1,400, 1,100, 1,300, 1, I was literally just looking them up. The touchdowns aren't so amazing. Yeah, I don't no, know, man. Yeah, just something about it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So no, if it was Hilton, I still want the Barkley side. Fair. He's not right. a touchdown guy. Like nope, I want it, Give me digs there. Like somebody else I don't like that is no. actually really good. Give me some. And who's always hurt. Diggs was what? Wide receiver 10 last year? Wide receiver 12? Always hurt? I'm not giving you Diggs. Get and, out of here. And the year before that, he played eight games. You know? I don't know. Give me Julio. Well, that's different. Julio's a big different story. But too. it's Barkley. We have my number one player in the draft sitting in this trade. I think that... You know what I mean? And, like... Whoa. Goodness. Technically, <laughs> they're not the So there is a winner, but Twitter doesn't give me decimal you. points. Yeah. All right, last one real quick so we can get John out of here. So last one from at Dynasty VC23. 12-team PPR tight end premium league. They're we currently talked a at, lot of these guys. We do, we do. Uh, so they're currently at pick 208 in their rookie draft. There are four selections here, so pick your favorite. Hakeem Butler, uh, McCole Hardman, uh, Hollywood Brown, or Josh Oliver. Maybe we can jump into some of these two here since we've talked a little bit about them. But yeah. Hardman's my pick. I was going to take him at 112. I'm out. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally, it's Hardman number one. I mean, I just don't think he's going to last that long anymore. But if he was there, it's a no-brainer. It's not even close. Swags. Swags. Swags wants to go brown. Um, no, I don't want to go brown. I, I, I agree with Butler you guys. It just, I okay. just, I, I don't mind talking about Josh Oliver really quick. Go ahead. Oh, okay. yeah. Do it. But I, I don't think you'd take him there, to be honest with you. But, man, it is 208. I don't need to with these so names on for, there. So for Hardman to have are. fell to 208, even with everything I just said about him, I think that's a great spot to grab him. Same with even Hollywood. I mean, man. Yep. So, yeah, it's Hardman. Hardman but so, chat right, me take, up about Josh Oliver right, real quick. Yeah, take him out. Take who out? Take Hardman out? Yeah. Um, or you want to hit Josh Oliver? I'm kind of interested in the tight ends in this class, man. Like we're going to be able to, is that just because it's Nick Foles? And uh, I think, I think you take either Hollywood there, Brown like they're looking or for that. No, it's Hardman or then Hollywood be just because of value alone. You'll be able to get a tight end for them. Like there's going to be so many wide receivers and tight ends that we're going to be able to buy low on throughout this year and next off season. I'm sure Oliver. I'll, I'll say them. this. 
I would take Oliver over Akeem Butler in a tight end premium league right now. And I would go Hardman, Brown, Oliver, and Butler. I really like the landing spot for Oliver. He's a vertical threat down the field. He gets open wide, deep down the field. I watched him a lot at San Jose State. I had him on my small. I did a podcast with the um with the follower and friend on. Just had a total blast tonight. I love talking football, specifically dynasty football. So I can't thank you enough for having me on. And this week I'm going to have my dynasty rankings for uh, one quarterback league. I know this is super flex league, but for one quarterback league. And it is, it is going to have the top 50 prospects with some write-ups and analysis for many of the players. Awesome. John, yeah, I appreciate you, you jumping on with us. Check that out. They're super sick on YouTube. Check them out again. Where, where on YouTube is that one more time? Just for folks. Oh yeah. Check YouTube. Um, just type in expand the box score, one word and all 50 of our, um, profiles show up. And actually this weekend, my partner Andy and I are recording our post draft. <coughs> Dynasty rankings. If you want to hit that up next week, love Very it. Nice. Love it. Super. Uh, two drink. Where can the folks find you on Twitter? At fl two drink minimum and at superflex pod. Hit me up. Two drink swags. I, I know you're back. Two drink. Share your favorite number with the world. My favorite number. Yes, that is where Josh Oliver was drafted at number sixty nine. I thought they, that might put a little stock in him for you nice. at least. But nice. I'm gonna take him at one hundred two now. <laughs> I am at DFF <laughs> underscore swag. Thanks awesome. a lot, John. I am at the real Halupka and at Superflex Trades, and we are out. Josh Oliver is going to score more than Fant and Hawkinson combined. And more than me. <laughs> awesome, guys, more than was, swag. Guys, that was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks dude. Thanks, thanks a lot. lot. And, and any time over the summer, I'm a teacher, so I have plenty of time over the summer. If you want, just hit me up, okay? I will love that. Oh, we got to get man. you back on breakdown. Welcome, sure. man, is always there. Right, have a great one. Later, buddy. Thanks, John. You're welcome. John, are you gone? He's leaving. I'm going now. You're leaving now? John? Oh, sorry. John, yes. I'm going to get you on Bye-bye. Rookie Bye-bye. Fever. I'm going to get you on Rookie Fever, John. I'm going to be hollering at you Oh, later. that's a good one. All right, have a great one, gentlemen. My man, have a great night. See ya. John's out. Let's Let's talk about John. Gridiron Skull 91 on Twitter. Who's gonna break first? It's. Yep. Say my flip. And I'm dead.